What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 27 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah. This is going to be an F1-focused episode, which is going to be a little difficult for us because we just got done watching the finale of the IndyCar series at Laguna, and our brains are a little scrambled. I have no thoughts. Well, you don't have to because we have an Indy episode coming out later this week, so... (laughs) You can save all your thoughts till then or gather them. (laughs) I need like 24 hours to gather my thoughts for Indy. That'll be like, the whole race was wild. Yeah. Listen to the episode that we're going to put out. Like you you have to. It's going to be, I'm just going to say this. We haven't even been recording for two minutes yet, but this will be a short episode and Indy will be probably a long episode. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So if you start listening on Tuesday and you're like, I need more track talk this week. Don't worry. It's coming. I'm... I need a minute. I don't like, I still am just like trying to process that whole indie race, but it's okay. We'll move on. We'll jump into F1 mm-hmm. and like what happened this week. Mm-hmm. I think we need to talk about what happened with Checo and Helmet Marco. And Helmet Marco. Very weird. So Helmet Marco went on a, was it German? A German interview, broadcast, whatever. Knowing that it was German, I want to preface this segment by saying that there could have been translation issues. Um... I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here. I don't. I wouldn't even give him the benefit of the doubt because there's people that speak German and English okay. and are saying like, okay. this is how it's translated. Helmet Marco was saying that Checo has fluctuations because he's South American and his head isn't as focused as Max or Sebastian, which... When I say translation issues, I'm thinking of the South American part. No. like So that, that is what he said. That is word for word what he said. Okay. That's crazy. Which is, it's xenophobic. Like it's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's, this is your driver, one of your drivers mm-hmm. on your team, and you're putting that statement out there? Mm-hmm. Like, who are, like, who, what? It's just a weird overgeneralization that had nothing to do with anything because Checo's having a very good season. Like, aside from some issues, he's finished on the podium. He's the only person other than Lando, maybe, that's giving Max someone to race against. Like, where you're from has right. nothing to do with how you race. Yeah. Also, just want to point out that Art and Senna, one of the greatest drivers of all time, is Brazilian from South America. Nelson Piquet. Like, I mean, say what you want about Nelson Piquet these days. He's a he was a world champion, and he's Brazilian. I I don't know what this generalization, where this came from. And it, I don't like, and it's ridiculous because we just had finished recording the episode where we talk about Yuri Vips mm-hmm. and how he had like when he said that racial slur. Yeah, he was dropped from Red Bull Racing. Right. right. They're not going to do the same for Helmut Marco. They're not dropping him. They won't. No, of course not. They won't. The, but like the hip, like the hypocrisy, the I double standards. No, like, I, know. I don't. It's. It made me so mad, and I just want to point out that after that happened, F one released the Gorilla Grid of the geography test. Oh shit! There's I didn't see this one yet. And a lot of the drivers are have no idea where any of because they had to put like landmarks on the maps. That yeah. was the Gorilla Grid, and a lot of the drivers embarrassingly had no idea where a lot of the landmarks were. So it makes me think, like, did they release that video to be like, oh, it was an honest mistake, like... None of them know where they, of, right? where any of these countries That's are. That's what I was right. thinking. I'm like, did they do that to try and, like, lessen the damage, you know? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what I mean. It was, like, just kind of shady timing of mm. it all. I mean, I don't think F1 would have any reason to protect Helmet Marco. But correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think this is the first, like, weird kind of offensive statement that he's put into the public. I don't think it's the first one either. I'm pretty sure he has. I don't know what, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like, he's not 
A good guy. Checo never said anything about the matter, so I think that that's probably a team order. <laughs> um, but Checo did say that apparently uh, an article that just came out of Checo saying he wants to be with a team where he can contribute and he might be looking for alternatives if Red Bull can't offer him what he wants for yeah. 2024. Right. Not 2025 when his contract right. is up. That would be next year. 2024. Yeah. Thoughts? I'm not fully surprised. Um, I think that Checo is kind of in the prime of his career right now where he knows that he has the talent and, and given a good car, he could be a world champion. I think he truly believes that. And I think that right now he believes he could, but he knows that he hasn't been given the means to do so because as Max's teammate, you play second fiddle to Max. Mm -hmm. And that's why when we talked a few episodes back about who the perfect teammate for Max is, we did bring up Danny Rick because you have to bring someone in to be Max's teammate who is a good driver, but also knows where they stand within the team. And a lot of drivers in the prime of their career do not want to play second fiddle or Mm -hmm. want to be a second driver per se. That's Checo right now. Yeah. He's just, I'm not surprised at all. This is how Carlos feels at Ferrari too. And I feel like if Checo was smart and was wanting to make a good career move for himself and the prospect of him being a successful potential world champion one day, leaving Red Bull would be the best decision for him. So I wonder if he's putting that statement out in case, like, if this is true, this conversation is fed by delusion, but <laughs> I wonder if he's putting this one we're about to have right now. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if he's putting that statement out in case something does happen with him and Red Bull and they can swing at as swing it as if it was Checo deciding to leave. Right. Not right. Red Bull dropping him. That's like, PR 101 right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. That's I, just like, it's a potential. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally a, a potential. You don't want to be the driver that got dropped. Yeah. You, then you're then you're into the same category as Pierre Gasly and Alex Albon. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a weird category that they place them as like you know Max's ex teammates. Yeah. But those guys have proven to have great careers at other teams. So why would Checo not be different? I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a great career move for him. I just I'm gonna say don't be surprised if the Red Bull lineup next year is Max and Daniel. Yeah. The the injury doesn't help. I w- you know what? If I'm saying, also fed by delusion, if the injury never happened, 110%, that would be the lineup. The injury is the only caveat that might, you know, change that. Yeah, because, because he hasn't been able to prove what he right. can do in the car. Right. He's had two races. Right. Anyways, speaking of Daniel's injury, um, confirmed he will not be racing in Singapore. Um, which you you had guessed that you had put that assumption out there already and I was like I was pretty confident I know you were hoping are you still hoping he'll be there for Japan because I'm again saying he's not coming back for Japan I just need him there for Koda oh yeah he'll be there for Koda well you thought he'd be there for Japan no I thought he would be there for Qatar no 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 I I was (laughs) I can go back on the clip. I'll go back I I might have said maybe Japan you said definitely not saying I'm not going to fight with you, but yes, okay. <laughs> because I can, I'm thinking in my head, if I said that, that was wrong because our conversation with Zoe, um, fan behavior pod was why would he fly all the way to Japan? Like if you're there for the Asian swing, you're there for, for the, for the Asian swing mm-hmm. of the races. But like, why would you fly all the way just for the Japanese GP? If you're forcing it, you know, if it was closer to home, maybe that would be different. I don't know. That was kind of my thinking was. 
I guess maybe he'll just skip out on the entire Asian swing on uh, altogether and then just race a guitar. Anyways, I could see that. You can probably find a clip of me contradicting myself. That <laughs> happens. <laughs> well, yeah, we go back and forth a lot here. Yeah. Um, I'm upset by it. Like I, I wanted everyone wanted him back in his seat or in the grid. Mm-hmm. And do you see like there's two clips of him that came out. One of him singing, singing Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Swift. Um, our our song, yeah, and then also him singing Olivia Rodrigo. Yes, he, I, controversial because those two aren't getting along these days, day, right? <laughs> I, I was thinking about that literally this morning about how Olivia Rodrigo has not been to a Taylor Swift concert yet. Yeah, but that's another thing. We're not a, there is beef there. Yeah, but we're not a pop culture pop <laughs> podcast. But um, I just love it. I feel like Danny Ricardo is he's just like us, you know? Oh yeah, he also. You know what? Say what you want about Danny being just like us. He also knows what gets views. Mm-hmm. And him singing Taylor Swift, that's getting views. Yeah. How many accounts reposted that? Everyone. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm so here for it. That's why people love Daniel Ricardo. But he feeds into it. Yes. Yeah. Did you know Sebastian Vettel is going to be at the Singapore Grand Prix, like the next race? <gasps> so people are saying that he wants to be there to like congratulate Max. Um, oh, like, for breaking his in, record. Yeah, for like yeah. actually breaking the record, but like again, because he had called him when he tied the record. Right. But now it's now he's going on to like eleven races and like yeah. just setting new records and like anyway. But Seb's going to be there. I'm pretty sure in the Red Bull garage because he was just racing with Red Bull at yeah. the like Nurburgring mm-hmm. for whatever whatever was going on there. Yeah. Which yeah. Danny Rick was supposed to race there. Right. We did talk about this a few like yeah. episodes back now. Um, how Seb and Danny were slotted in to do that, which Danny probably wouldn't have been a part of anyways. Well, Yuki was there. With his Alphatari seat. You think, oh. Yuki was there. Hmm. One of our followers had reached out and said that Sebastian Vettel was like the nicest person, which doesn't shock me. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay. Speaking of Sebastian Vettel, you know how his whole thing is like race without trace and he's very much into yeah. sustainability yeah. and like carbon footprint. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't help but think he would be so disappointed in what's going on right now in Vegas. Did you see how they're chopping down the trees along the strip? Yeah, I did. To make more viewing, to make it more accessible for viewing. Yeah. And they were supposedly supposed to be like relocating them. And they're not doing that. They're quite literally just chopping them down and getting rid of them. Are you kidding me? How is F1 supposed to preach like net zero and being sustainable? Mm -hmm. And you're going to chop down these trees, these mature trees that have been here for God knows how long for... A race? For a weekend? One weekend in the entire year, yeah. I was livid. I saw that too. Ick. I was such an ick. I am very interested to see what Vegas is like because I, lots of people that I've spoken to um, in the F1 space and just who enjoy F1 in my life have just kind of been like, yeah, we'll see. Like, it could go great. It could go terribly. And I kind of have that same feeling. Well, aren't there, like, standing tickets or something for, like, a few hundred thousand dollars? It's insane. Or I don't know if that was a rumor or if that was just something that got spread on Twitter and we should never really believe Twitter. I don't know if it was something that was fake or what, but apparently there's tickets for, like, a couple hundred thousand dollars. And that doesn't give you access to, like, anything, like... Like I hope that's club. not true. I hope it's fake, yeah. but regardless, these tickets are so expensive. And they're cutting down trees. Yeah, yeah. What? Vegas is going to have to win me back. They're going to have to put on a show to, like, get me all in on Vegas. Because right that, now I'm kind of like... Who's that magician? Mm. David Copperfield. Get him. Yeah, I need to see him make Max's Max Rebels. disappear. <laughs> and, then, and then I'll be on board for this race. 
the way I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves because Vegas is still um, yeah. a couple months away. Um, hey, but at least this string of thoughts has all been connected. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, the fact that it's a Saturday night race. Yeah. Night race. Singapore. Track stats? <laughs> want to just get into that now? Segway. Let's <laughs> get a little segue. Yeah, let's get into track stats with him. Um, Singapore. Oh my god, you wrote so much. I know. I have quite a bit to say here. Wow. Don't read it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak it to you. <laughs> Do you ever hear Danny Rick in your head just go, Singapore? Because he yeah. has a video with Max. Yeah. Okay. I literally wrote my notes. Because I do, and now I'm sad that he won't be there. Oh. Anyways, we talked about it already. Street Circuit. Will this be Checo's weekend? He is king of the streets. He is. Usually. This season has been Max's season, but Checo usually is king of the streets. So, if Checo's going to take a race, is this going to be the one? It might be. We shall see. Um, also, a night race. This is like, I wrote, this is like the pinnacle of races for me. A street circuit and a night race. Sign me the hell up. Like, that is just the best combination for me. Um... Also, apparently, it was the first night race in F1 history in 2008. Oh, really? Yeah. And huh. you know who won? Uh, Sebastian Vettel. So, Fernando Alonso. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so I said first GP in 2008. It's 62 laps now, three DRS zones. This year, it's 19 corners instead of 23. Um, I'm not quite sure. I don't remember. There was four DNFs last year, but I don't remember any specific corner or specific issues with, like, a corner so i'm not sure on why that is um i couldn't find much on it also apparently due to the humidity there it's one of the races where the drivers lose the most amount of body weight so up to three kilograms usually huh. um just because of the humidity and that's why they race at night um and yeah they're um it's also quite a bumpy circuit um so porpoising and then also because of the corner, because it has 19 corners, like that's quite a, a few. Um, lots of wheel work <laughs> makes them lose even more body weight with their water weight. So, yeah. The Asian races next year are earlier in the season. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, I haven't looked at the calendar for next it's year. It's like in once. April, like Singapore and Japan are in April next year. So I wonder if that has to do with the humidity in Singapore and the rain in Japan. Probably. I, I hope that I hope that that's a constructive uh, change. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, this one, this is the track, if you, if you're not, if it's not coming to you in your brain, where there's a Ferris wheel, it kind of overlooks the pits. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, last year's podium was Max Charles George. Again, cool. Three teams, three great guys. Charles took pole last year, followed by Max and Carlos, but Checo and Max both took power unit additions and started 10th and, or sorry, 10 places back and five places back respectively. Um, so Max started seventh. We haven't seen a lot of that this year. No, yet. I know. And we're getting to that point in the season. So this could be a, a weekend where there we, is we additional. We said that for Monza. I know. And that nothing in Monza. Nothing happened. But because it was such a high speed co- race track, I wonder if it did more damage. I don't know. I kind of thought week. because it was a track that everyone knew that it wouldn't be taking any risks that they yeah. would. I guess not. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, last year there was a few. Um, Valtteri also did. But I, I just have been here. Um, Checo and Max. Carlos also had to start from the back for a gearbox slash power unit addition. So he also did not start where he qualified. Um, the starting grid was actually, so you're getting confused. Um, the starting grid actually was Charles, George, Lando, and then Danny. So Lando and Danny had a 3-4 last, last time they raced here. Pretty cool, right? There were four DNFs last year. Who? Danny, Lance, <laughs> Fernando and Seb. This sounds like your nightmare yeah. race. 
And then before that, we haven't raced. We didn't race in Singapore in 2021 or in 2020. Um, I also have in here, if you want a funny Singapore memory, watch the video of Max and Danny of them <laughs> trying to open the durian and eat it <laughs> with a rubber chicken. Yeah. Um, that is one of my faves. Uh, highly recommend. Track stats. That's track stats with him. We're just running through it today. We are. Uh, Wegman. Wegman. Uh, this is okay. what I woke up to today. So <laughs> I hate Twitter. And I don't know if I believe this. So what happened? I saw it on Twitter first. And so that's why I'm just kind of like hesitant to believe it because I don't believe stuff from Twitter. But there was a F4 race. There was some sort of race going on in at... Um, oh, yeah. Pierre and Esteban were both there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At... Um, in France. Is the, Champ- no, yeah. that's... No, that's... That's Paul. Paul... Ricard. Ricard. There was something going on at the uh, circuit Paul Ricard this last few days. And Esteban... And Pierre both there because, you know, Alpine, French team, French drivers. It was a French YouTuber that was streaming it. It was a huge thing. Um, and in attendance was Valen- Valentine. Is that her name? Yeah. And the an anglicized version. Yeah. Valentine Sign. Sine. 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 We're not French. Valentine Sine. That is Charlotte's sister. Charlotte is Charles's ex-girlfriend. So she was in attendance. I don't know if Charlotte was there. But Valentine was, if I'm saying her name wrong, I'm really sorry. Um, but I mean, I'm sure it's French, like Valentine, like, Val- you know. Valen- I don't know. Valentine's a pretty cool name. I think it's a cool name. I think it's a cool name. I just don't know how to properly pronounce it in French. But she was there and she posted on her story a video of Esteban doing donuts and like tagged him, like tagged Esteban Ocon. And then same in the next story, it was like a video, I'm pretty sure, of Esteban. Or, like, his car. Anyway, it's just weird because Charlotte is really good friends with Esteban's ex, Elena. Yeah, Charlotte and Elena are, like, they were, like, besties. Well, they, they went they to were, Monaco together. And they went to Monaco together. Um, yeah, so if this is true and Charlotte's sister is dating Elena's ex-boyfriend, that is some tea. We don't know if it's true. We are just reporting on what we've seen. Absolutely. Usually in the WAG world, when there's smoke, where there's smoke, there's fire. So you're the one that see. said that Mick was dating Louisa. There was I, no fire there. There, <laughs> there was smoke. <laughs> there was smoke. There just wasn't any fire. Um, anyway. So now F1 Twitter is going crazy, thinking that something is going on with them. Um, I mean, they're both French. They are not both French. He's French and she is Monegasque. Oh my god, I'm sorry. She is Monegasque. Um, yeah, I don't know. They could be friends. I kind of hope they are. The tweet did say something really funny along the lines of, like, the F1 WAG dating pool is, like, the same three girls and their sisters. Yeah. And I had a little <laughs> bit of a giggle at that. But anyways, WAGment is a segment where we keep you updated on the wives and girlfriends of F1 drivers. So mm-hmm. if we hear anything else about this, you'll be the first to know. Once yep. we know. Yeah. <laughs> So you might have already known by the time we say it. Twitter knows. (laughs) Then you'll know. Anyways, we're off the track like every indie driver this week. Charles. Mm -hmm. So are you familiar with the band Monoskin? Yeah, I don't like them though. I love them. This is, this might be weird for, for you or anyone who listens to this and thinks that they know me quite well because it doesn't seem like my type of music. I love them. I listen to their new song, Honey, I like... It's been on repeat for like days now. Like I just love them. They're an Italian band that won Eurovision a couple of years back and they became famous when they put out their cover. Oh, other 
aside from Eurovision, um, with their cover of Beggin. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, where's what's this band? Um, that's them. And Charles went on stage with them this weekend at their concert. Yeah. Four hours later, he was carding. I know. And in other Charles news, okay, not really, but um, in Eurovision news, Monaco was announced to be able to participate as a, a country in Eurovision. Um, I don't know why they weren't before. Maybe because they weren't considered a country. They were like a principality. Maybe I very weird why they wouldn't. Or maybe their population is just too small. They don't have that many musicians. Anyways, it was announced, <laughs> and now the jokes of Charles getting ready for Eurovision is sending. They're sending me. Yeah, like they are so funny. There's this one photo of him sitting at a piano, but with the banana suit costume on. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one yeah. got me. Yeah, that one got me. So look out for Charles in Charles Eurovision. In Eurovision. You know what? He'd have better luck there than winning an F1 championship. <laughs> I said what I said. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at here. H&M sells F1 boxers? You can get it for Cam. Sometimes I like to wear men's boxers to bed. Well, I might get these for myself. get it for you. Interesting. She's scrolling on F1 Twitter now. I am scrolling on F1 Twitter, and I don't go on Twitter very often, so this is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, okay, so everyone's making fun of the fact that Charles went from a Ferrari dinner to a Monoskin show to Paul Ricard in the same evening, and apparently carded till, like, 3 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, you know what it was? It was it was Jules Bianchi's carding marathon, so of mm. course Charles had to be there. Yeah, that's Okay, that, that makes, makes sense. so much more sense. Big day for Charles. Big day for Charles. Anyways, I got to get off this because I will just scroll and scroll and scroll. And bad things happen when I scroll on Twitter. (sighs) Hunger Games? Hunger Games. Okay. So this week (laughs) I came across, we came across. Yeah. At our, at our, at our own, our own times. We both came across a TikTok. Our For You pages must know something about us. And um, it was posted by Shreya F1 on TikTok. Shout out. This is a great idea. And it was a TikTok that was how long I think F1 drivers would last in the Hunger Games. So before I even brought it up to Emma, she texted me on Saturday and was like, do you like the Hunger Games? And I knew where she was going with this. So I responded, don't even finish your sentence. I already have my notes ready to go. So (laughs) we're going to give our thoughts on the drivers in the Hunger Games. I did not scroll through the TikTok because... I wanted to put it out there for our followers to give us their opinions. Yeah. And then also I wanted to see if we could come up with our own um, and not copy people's ideas. Yeah. Because that's not cool. Yeah. I didn't really scroll through it either. I also found it very difficult to take notes on this because I don't want to imagine any F1 driver killing another one. Okay. Can I just say, I don't imagine Fernando Alonso being in the Hunger Games at all. I did laugh at this I, You saw what I wrote? Yeah, I, I imagine him being a victor. And he's a mentor now for Lance, who quite literally does not want to be in the Hunger Games at all. No, why would he? No. So that's what I think about the Aston Martin drivers. And I don't think Lance is going to make it very far. And Fernando does what he can to get him sponsors, but he doesn't get any. <laughs> I wrote, Lance does not run to the cornucopia. I always I started it with, who runs the cornucopia? And I wrote, Lance does not run to the cornucopia because he knows his dad will gift him whatever he needs. <laughs> But he still gets killed by Fernando because he got in the way while Fernando was trying to kill an animal, even though Fernando told Lance not to move. In quotations, Lance thought he was being helpful. In another quotation, apparently everybody has bow and arrows in my Hunger Games. (laughs) I can imagine Fernando being like, you stay here. I'm going to kill that deer. 
And Lance is like, no, 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 let me try and, and line up the shot for you. And then, yeah. That's how that's how that's that happens. <laughs> so there's two alternate versions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, I okay, get you that. go next. <laughs> I think that Lewis and George are both careers. So if you know the Hunger Games, you know that District mm-hmm. 1 and 2 are the career districts. Mm-hmm. They are trained to win the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. So that is what the, this is what they're trained for. But they both know that one of them has to take the other out at the end. And they're just not talking about it. But they know. They know. And I feel- <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a note on George. I don't know why he escaped my mind. Maybe I couldn't get a read on him. Um, but for Lewis, I, I actually tied him to Valtteri. I have Valtteri is a nature man. So he's fine for a while. Goes off with <laughs> Joe initially. But when they run into Lewis, that is Valtteri's preferred ally. Bye, Joe. By show. I don't know how he goes, but he goes. He goes. Um, I think Alex Albon would use the animals to help him. Somehow. Yes. Oh I don't God, know how. So, no, that's, yes. I don't know how he would, but I think the animals would be on his side. I'm picturing like Snow White meets Snow White. Games. Yes. <laughs> that's Albon animals. Do you know that scene from Shrek the Third? Yes. <laughs> when, <laughs> when Snow White starts singing. And then it's and just, <laughs> that would be Alex. Yeah. In the Hunger Games, that would be him. I could so see it. Yeah. <laughs> that's good because I didn't have a note on Alex either um, who's your next one um, Charles Okay, Charles we know can't cook to save his mm-hmm. life he would starve to death yeah I ha- I also have him like eating eating poisonous berries I just feel like he wouldn't know how to I think I think he'd be able to survive like against the other districts right but I don't think he can um, sustain out we're picturing like wilderness. Yeah. I don't think he can. I don't think he can survive out there. Yeah. I think he'd be fine if he had to go hand to hand combat. Right. I don't think he will know what to eat or yeah. how to eat. Yeah. I I agree. I, wait, I actually do have a note on Charles. Charles likes to sing while he hunts, and that gets him <laughs> killed because everyone heard him. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, know that's accurate. That's accurate. Lando and Oscar they form an alliance. Yeah, I have that too. Right. And thank God because I don't think Lando would survive without Oscar. And I don't think Oscar would survive without Lando. I think it's a very mutual partnership. I think that they need each other. Yeah. And I think that at the end, if they were to make it, they would do that thing where they both take the berries yes. to like, mm-hmm. to trick the game. The Peta and Katniss. Yeah, absolutely. they would do that. That's they a would good do one. That. I have Lando runs to the cornucopia while Oscar guards him with a drawn bow and arrow to deter anyone from hurting him. How- they get away with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, we, when we put this on Instagram, we had it open and I was really hoping someone would send in indie driver ones. Well, so, I thought we were going to do our own indie driver one during an indie episode. I mean, we could, but I just want to put this one out here now okay. because if you know indie, you know, ideally you would know Joseph Newgarden and Scott McLaughlin. Yeah. They are the bus bros. Yeah. They have their own bromance. Like they have their own thing. So our friend had sent in Scott and Joseph dare each other to... <laughs> Okay, you know when they when they have when they start, they're on like that little podium yeah, thing, and yes. if you step off of it, yeah. it blows up. Oh yeah, in Scott's, my in my world, uh, Nick DeVries does that. Well, Scott and Joseph dare each other to test to see if that would actually happen, <laughs> and I feel like that is very accurate if you know Scott and Joseph, like that would happen. So props. That's to that. actually such a great. But do you think Nick DeVries would also step off? Yeah, I had... Uh, but Nick, accidentally. Nick tries, but false starts and gets blown up before he could even get away. I also have... <laughs> oh, I wrote, who runs the cornucopia? I think Nico and Kate Meg do. I think Logan... I, I think K-Megs would make it very far. Yeah, I also think so. Nico and K-Megs would make it very, very they far. They have that dad strength. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, I also have Logan does, but he gets there first, grabs something useless, and runs away first because he's so tall, uh, in quotation, long legs. <laughs> um, yeah, I have my note about Nick. Yuki also runs the cornucopia, but gets injured running away, gets sent ointment, but it can't save him. That just sounds like something that would happen to him. Someone, someone said, no, it was Shreya. It was in the original video. The one thing that stuck with me, I like, I just went through it really fast. The one thing that stuck with me was, was them saying, Logan will be saved by the American sponsors for a couple days. Yeah. That made me giggle. Yeah, that's true. Um, And then my last note, Max obviously wins, but he has to sacrifice Checo in the end. Ooh. I can see that. That happens. I mean, I don't want to see it, but like, it's a Hunger Games. Someone had said Yuki would survive, um, but then die protecting Pierre. Oh. That makes my heart hurt, actually. Oh my god, is that like a Rue and Katniss (laughs) deal? (laughs) Let's be realistic, Lando wouldn't survive more than 10 minutes. <laughs> Without Oscar, he wouldn't. I think they need each other. I think their their partnership is probably one of the strongest, I would say. Yeah. Liam's from District 12 and somehow survived. Liam is PETA, I would say. Yeah. Also, just let the record show, I quite literally know I will not last longer than 30 seconds. Like, I just... I think I would do a really good job at the Hunger Games. I think you would unless, do better than me. Unless it's water-based, I can't swim. Really? I don't I don't swim strong. I'm not a strong swimmer. I don't swim strong. <laughs> I don't swim strong. Um, yeah, you'd probably make it further than me. I just, it's just Well, not. I also, I don't camp. I think I'm just... No. Um, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't, actually. I can't swim when I don't camp. I took one archery class. I shot into the light, so we are out. <laughs> Again, my my envisionment of the Hunger Games is everybody has a bow and arrow. I keep forgetting that everyone has their own weapon. Weapon. Yeah. I could do knife throwing. I think that'd be cool. That's an interesting fact about you. Well, I can't actually do it, but oh. I think I could do it. <laughs> I think I could pick up that skill. Who would you want to mentor you in the Hunger Games out of the drivers? Can I say Toto Wolf? <laughs> yeah, you can say Toto Wolf. <laughs> Toto Wolf. Yeah. I would say Seb. Does he count? Uh, I don't think Seb cares enough. I don't know. It just doesn't... I think Seb gets by on his charisma. Yeah. That's how he gets the sponsors. Okay. To, like, survive. I think Seb's also an advocate of, like, vegan eating in the Hunger Games. Like, we're not (laughs) eating animals, we're just eating plants. And he knows which plants to eat. Yeah. So he would teach me that. Okay. That's actually not bad. I'm kind of talking myself into Seb here. Ah, okay. Well, you know what? Like I said, we have another indie episode coming this week. I don't know whether we'll, we'll throw this into the indie episode because we have a lot to talk about Mm -hmm. but if you want to send us your indie hunger games um predictions predictions please do please do yeah we now have two series that we have to do these things for we also have to go back and do camp rock camp star for indie drivers Mm -hmm. we have to go back and do taylor swift eras and harry potter hoses yep also shout out to our listener khadijah who also sent in another recommendation for us um, also, I hope I'm saying your name. Was it the Team Iron Man and Team yes. Captain America? Yes. Yes. Um, as Are you Team Captain America? I struggle very hard with that. Like, it hurts me and I don't like to think about it because they're, they're my two faves. Okay. I, we'll circle back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I circle back. I can't answer it this time. But we're both Marvel girlies. Yes. So this would be the perfect other, you know, sorting kind of game that we play. And please feel free to send in your thoughts about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? So last thing quickly in the world of F1, uh, Andretti Autosport has rebranded to Andretti Global and they are on a mission to get to F1 under Andretti Cadillac. 
Okay, I don't know why the name change was necessary for that because the name change was pretty inclusive of all racing series or the name originally was. I know, Andretti Autosport is very, it's not like it's, it's not like it's Andretti Indy. Right, like, exactly. You know, exactly. It's, or, yeah. So yeah, their goal is to make it to F1. And as of right now, they're on the track too. Because, I think we've been hearing this. Right? So they have, like, they've been able to prove that they meet most, if not all, of the, like, mandatory regulations. Mm-hmm. Like, they can afford it. They have the manufacturing. They're good the with the sustainability, the, the, the sponsorships. Because it's different with F1 and Indy is F1 even though they're cutting down trees in Vegas, they are very much on the sustainability side and they need to prove that these teams can like participate in that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. F1's um, narrative around the sustainability portion is uh, net zero by 2030. Yeah. So, so they're not going to bring a new team in that right. makes them lag in that sense. Exactly. And even with the idea that this team, uh, Andretti might not even join F1 until closer to that date. Yeah. Like, we are literally already I mean, they're talking about 2025. Wait. They're talking about joining for 2025. That sounds... That's when Audi joins. Yep. Oh, I'm going to get well, called out for the way I said that. Audi? Oh, did you say Audi? I said Audi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is Audi. It, but that's when... Um, Some people say Audi. The, the new regulations... No, that's not. 2020, 2026 is when the new regulations take place. So I don't know why they'd want to start before that, but... Yeah, Andretti, Cadillac, Audi, Audi, Audi. <laughs> Again, we're Canadian. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, anyway, so we might see Andretti Global join uh, F1. Are they in FE? I've never heard it called FE before. That just threw me off. It says Andretti Autosport, currently rebranding to Andretti Global, has teams competing in IndyCar, Indy Next, Formula E, and Extreme E. So they're already in the Formula Series on that side. Mm. Um, well, I mean, the fact that they're competing in Formula E means that they should meet their sustainability requirements too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not all of it. The car is quite different, but they're clearly um, aware of, of that issue and wanting to participate in so. that. Does that mean they we have another team, two more drivers, or are they replacing a team? No, I don't think they could put two more two more cars on a circuit. Like they, it already feels like there's such a pileup. They technically can, but we shall see. We shall see. Um. Anyway, I would like to throw in here real fast. This has also to do with F, or this also has to do with IndyCar. Alex Pelot still has not verbally come out and said he is racing for Chip Ganassi next year. We have heard it from Chip Ganassi himself. We have not heard it from him. Which makes me mad because now I'm thinking, what if he is going to F1? Do you think he's waiting? I think he. I think he's. Here's my again, fed by delusion. I think he is waiting to see what happens with Checo. <laughs> no, I think he's waiting because I think he's going to go to Aston Martin, but I don't think Lance knows yet that he doesn't have a seat for next year. <laughs> that is a really good place to end the episode. <laughs> Let me just say that might. Okay, this is again feeding the delusion. Canadian Thanksgiving is the week of October. It's on October 8th, Sunday, October 8th. That would be a really good time for Lawrence. Thanksgiving Monday would be October 9th. Break the news. Um, My Gossip Girl um, Thanksgiving Dreams. Like, I don't know if you, are you familiar with the scene? With What to Say by Jason Derulo playing in the background. Anyways, it's something happens to everybody at that table. Um, I can just see a Lawrence Lance blow up at Thanksgiving. Or if the news comes out after that, that means that's when 
Mm-hmm. He was waiting till after Thanksgiving to have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just, this whole episode's all over the place, but I'm just saying, don't be surprised if Alex Blow is, I mean, maybe be surprised because this is coming out of nowhere. I, I and will I have, still be surprised. I have nothing to back this up except, I mean, I love Lance. I don't want to see him gone, but what's he doing? I don't know. Playing tennis. Is oh, it? shout out to Coco Goth, the winner of the US Open. I am so freaking proud mm-hmm. of her. 20 years old. She just she had a hard draw to get there and she nailed it. I'm so proud of her. She's in like she was a video came out of her as like a, a fan in the stands when she's super young. I saw that. It was so cute. And then, you know, you hear her name in the same stat lines as Serena Williams and Serena was like her biggest mentor or who she wanted to be growing up, her biggest role model. So I just am so happy for her. Um, I did not watch the men's final because I all my favorites were out and I didn't care anymore. Currently, while we're recording, Novak is up two sets to zip. So if he that's wins, me. I won't be surprised. Yeah, that is you. Um, anyways, that's your last US Open update. Cool. Is that it? I think that might be it. So make sure you listen to our indie episode because it will be a long one. Um, hopefully more on track less chaotic but we can't promise that at track talk so after the race we just watched yeah no then nothing will be on track if that race can be chaotic then we can also be chaotic yeah anyway make sure to give this episode five stars and we will see you next time